With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever, whatever time zone that you may be in. You have reached Behind the Steel Curtain and its family of podcasts, and this is the Steelers' burning question. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I'm glad to be sitting in today um, as we rotate every four weeks. Um, Either Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Lance Williams, or myself will go ahead and do this show the day before a game, uh, usually on a Saturday. And um, we're really excited to go ahead and have this one for you today. Before we get started with the burning question, the question is always asked, how can we help out the show? How can we continue to go ahead and make sure that uh, you keep on doing this? Well, it's very simple. All you have to do is subscribe and like, and that's it. I mean, it'll give you, we have, uh, I mean, we've been on for uh, one minute now and we have a bunch of people on because they had no warning. It just popped up on their screen because they subscribe. They get uh, notices that we're going to have a show. So here we go. So um, thank you for joining in. I'm really glad to be with my Steeler BTSC family and hang out with you. I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, I hope it continues with a big December 1st win tomorrow against the Cleveland Browns. But that leads to the question. And the burning question that we're going to talk about today are the Cleveland Browns. And in the past 17 days, have they found a way to go ahead and get into the heads of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, a lot of things have gone on. You know, we can go ahead and rehash that. Um, Rehash what happened with Miles Garrett and the body slam and the ripping off the helmet and the uh, racist accusations on uh, Mason uh, Mason Rudolph, the uh, David DeCastro getting fined for being a peacekeeper, Marquise Pouncey getting suspended, um, Larry Ojunubi, or if that's how you how you pronounce it, um, being suspended for one game, Marquise Pouncey being suspended for two, um, all these suspensions, all the fines, everything, 33 in total, I believe. Um, but what's happening now with the Cleveland Browns fans? And it's really interesting. And the media is, even though there's been a lot of victim shaming here, and I wrote an article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com today that was an open letter to uh, to uh, Steelers fans, excuse me, open letter to Browns fans. And I have already become public enemy number one of Browns Nation um, that 
isn't Mason Rudolph, I believe. Um, I've uh, anybody that read that article, I've I've gotten a few hate emails from uh, Browns fans, and uh, I I actually I actually appreciate that. Um, not that I want hate emails, but just the fact that uh, you know it elicited enough of a response. Somebody wanted to try to put me in my place, so I have no problem with that. In fact, uh, when I get those, I actually do respond. And in a kinder way than uh, than you would actually understand. Now, um, this is the this is the big thing too. William Coonrad says, "Kitchens wearing a, a shirt, Pittsburgh started it." Yeah. So, and then Dennis Sheridan says, "I don't understand the crap from the Browns fans." Look, they have been the Steelers' little brother for a long, long time. Um, Pittsburgh's record against them has been, if you're a Browns fan, it's absolutely nauseating. They have nothing. They're five and six. They're acting like they're going to go ahead and win the Super Bowl. They have to have hope and hope's a good thing. When you're a football fan, they finally feel like their team is going in a direction, but keep in mind who they've beaten in the last few weeks. Uh, the bills, that's a good victory because the bills we saw on Thanksgiving, they're a pretty good team the way they beat the Dallas Cowboys, but they've also beaten Steelers a depleted Steelers team, and they have beaten the Miami Dolphins. But they keep on blaming Pittsburgh for starting this. And it's very, I, I want to say sophomoric, but sophomoric is uh, too mature to actually say. Um, the, it is very childish to go ahead and say, well, they started it. Well, look, this all started with a body slam, blitzing three times um, with less than 30 seconds left and trying to go ahead and put an exclamation point on a win. And what you did was nothing but make yourself look bad in that situation. Um, but the whole thing that, that bothers me is how much has all of this media frenzy and this craziness got in the heads of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, it got in the heads enough that last week was the perfect time to go ahead and bench Mason Rudolph. Um, of course, you're not going to do it right after the Cleveland game, but in the middle of the Cincinnati game, when it wasn't getting any better, when he was, when he was clearly has some uh, problems between the head right now, um, you know, <laughs> uh, it, when he obviously has some problems um, between the head right now with uh, with having, I mean, he's having a really tough time with the concussion, with all this this. Uh, crap that he's going through right now um so you know i i understand um that they went ahead and it was a perfect time to go ahead and make the move and we're hoping that uh we're hoping that uh duck hodges devlin hodges can go ahead and get it done um i am going to address this i'm going to stick up for myself a little bit bad looks like he just rolled out of a 2 a.m session and put on the headset i have uh yeah i have just rolled out of bed and I'll be honest with you, ever since the uh, the Steelers preview last night, I went straight to bed and I just got up. I have uh, the uh, some kind of stomach bug has hit the Davis household. So I went and I took a shower and I have uh, come here trying to go ahead and uh, do the show to the best possible way that I can. Now, uh, Jeff and uh, Dave offered to go ahead and uh, and do the show for me. And I, I appreciate that. Um, so I do look a little rough. But uh, I am rested. I just feel like complete garbage. So I'm, I'm going to do the best I can. But if I look bad, yeah, I I definitely look like it's it's been a 2 a.m. -er. Um, 
But with that being said, um, Freddie Kitchens goes ahead and not only wears a Pittsburgh started its shirt in public, which he said he didn't mean for anybody to see. But guys, come on. If you wear it in public, you mean for mean it for them to see. But he also wore it at a Mr. Rogers um, movie showing, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, played by the incomparable Tom Hanks. And it's funny, I, I listened to Tom Hanks this week, and I grew up, I grew up loving Mr. Rogers, okay? And I even had a, uh, a uh, my parents were, uh, were professional cake bakers back in the day, and they actually had for my fourth birthday, I have a picture of me with a Mr. Rogers cake, and this is the 1970s. So this is 1975, and I have this Mr. Rogers cake that they traced from a uh, they traced from a coloring book. So I'm a huge fan of his. And so Tom Hanks was saying that he was in an elevator, and when he was filming it, and this gentleman said to him, "I understand you're doing a a uh, movie about Mr. Rogers." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, how's it going?" Yeah, pretty good. And he's like, so as the elevator doors were beginning to shut, the guy sticks his face and goes, "We take Mr. Rogers very seriously around here." And that, that's that's true. In Pittsburgh, they take Mr. Rogers very seriously. Now, not only did Freddie Kitchens wear a uh, Pittsburgh started shirt, he wore it to a movie celebrating a Pittsburgh legend. So either he's just dumb or he's defiant. Um, you guys decide. <laughs> you, you tell me whether he is just really stupid or whether he's just one of those guys that, uh, that j just doesn't really care. So, but will this help the Steelers state of mind? Because here's the thing. I feel that they're trying to get this game out of their heads. And even though Freddie, the, the past game, excuse me, um, on the 14th of November, out of their heads, it was a really rough game for them. I mean, even before all that crap happened. And in fact, all that junk that happened actually made them look a little bit better because it took away from all of the garbage of how horrible they played. It actually uh, put like, let them off the hook a little bit for that. But um, so, and here's, here's a, a mention here from nap 1963. One of my Steelers buddies, he's been mentioned the past couple of days. Um, he mentions a good buddy of uh, mine. Who's actually a uh, family to me. Uh, Chris Romano uh, made his cakes and he has been mentioning them on the bulletin board. So one of the reasons I brought that up, uh, yeah, they were really good wedding cakes and birthday cakes. They did them all. Um, so, uh, so uh, nap 1963, you tell Romano that he's a legend and I love him like family. Um, with that being said, are they in the Steelers' heads? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Is this, uh, I, I mean, do the Browns, I feel like they think they're world beaters now. Now, with the fact that it's Duck out there, not Mason, and Duck is, we talked about this, he's playing with house money. Um, he still needs to win, and he knows he needs to win, but he he's also playing a little bit 
with the mindset that he's got nothing to lose and he's just going to go out and do what he can do. And he really believes that he can go ahead and win this game. Tony Defio and I have a article or point counterpoint article coming out um, probably tomorrow. And it's saying uh, Tony's point was, and I'll give you a little preview. Tony's point was, you know, if the Steelers just make the playoffs, that's great. Is that good enough? But for me, it's not. Because none of these guys, the 53 men on this field that are dressing tomorrow and everybody else in that organization, they're not only just trying to make the playoffs, they're trying to do some damage a la 1989, party like it's 89, um, if they make the playoffs. But they've got to win first, and that's the thing. So my question to everybody out there, with all this crap that's happened with the victim shaming, with the fact that Pittsburgh started it, and they're kind of – there's there's – some there's some commentators out there that are actually jumping on the Browns bandwagon, um, loving the bad guy, loving the villain. And the Browns are definitely villains in this, but are the Steelers becoming the villains here? What's happening? So let let me ask you this. Are this is this just gonna be a business as usual game for the Steelers? Or are the Browns in their heads? Because as good as the Steelers defense has been, it was not sterling silver in the uh the first half of that game so please let me know and remember we have the live chat here and uh, i will go ahead and take your questions at the end of the show but uh feel free to let me know if you do agree or disagree with those questions um steve o'neill asked do browns fans show up at heinz field yeah i'm sure they do but if you were trying to get rid of those tickets as a steeler fan before that game after November 14th, you weren't, because that became a very, very hot ticket. So, I mean, I wish I, I had opportunity to get a ticket to that game. Um, I'm glad I didn't buy a ticket because I do feel absolutely horrible right now. But uh, I will be watching it. I'll be watching it from uh, whistle to whistle, and I cannot wait. I am. That's the one thing that's getting me through this little bug, the fact that Tomorrow at 1 p.m. I canceled my friends coming over. I always have Steelers Central at my house, but I cannot wait for this game tomorrow. So I'm hoping that the Steelers are go ahead just more fired up with this with this game coming up. But um, I hope that it's not in their heads that uh, they can't get past them. Um, Justin Conway says I think the Browns are in their heads. Um, so th that's that's definitely a possibility. But Mr. Marcus 37. He jumps in and says, hey, I think it was a fluke game. And that very well um, could be, too. A lot of us prognosticated these games before uh, Dave Schofield, Jeff Hartman, and I. We we did the entire schedule at the beginning of the year. I redid it in the middle of the year. I kept on thinking that this might be, that November 14th game might be a very tough game for them. And I actually went ahead and uh, and picked against them. And I did. I picked against the Steelers yesterday in the preview, and I do apologize for anybody that thinks I'm a traitor. It's just I'm going with my gut. My gut's bad right now, so maybe maybe my gut's off. But uh, I'm starting to feel a little bit better about it, and I need you guys to help me with that. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about the Steelers' defense and how they can go ahead and get a hold of uh, – gosh, I can't remember his name – Baker Mayfield all of a sudden, um, who actually – and I, you're going to hate me for saying this. I actually have a lot more respect for Mayfield with his comments after that game, um, unless he did change any of them. 
But uh, right after that game, he was disappointed in what happened, and you can't have that. And that's what a leader says, so I like that. But they could not track that guy down. What plans do the defense have to go ahead and stop Baker Mayfield? Uh, because they were not getting to him in that game. They they had a lot of rush, but he was escaping. And can another number six, Devlin Duck Hodges, have the escapism as well? So that's that's the question there. Reginald Rivers asked, Bad, do you think the Steelers should put Connor on IR? <sighs> no. Um, that's not, that's not the uh, worst idea, but if he could, if he could go ahead and he could get back what he was doing in the first six weeks of the season. And, uh, cause he, he really helped win a few of those games. He was the, uh, Steelers MVP at one point, um, through, I would say through the first half until he got hurt again. Um, if he can go ahead and, uh, and get there and get back he could really benefit this team going forward i think they need him i think they need juju um with that being said now juju has more of a problem with the knee um so uh and he's gonna get back as well but right now you're putting you're putting stock in guys like Dion kane who uh lance williams sir lancelot williams calls superman because of dean kane which <laughs> that's that's a fun name but at six two he's a burner kareth white is another guy you know he's he runs a four three if you can get him the ball um on the screen i don't we don't know if he can really catch the ball yet but i'm sure he can if you can get some willie parker type action out of a guy like this so you play with what you got and uh you hope a guy like uh, connor can come back that's uh that's really what I'm saying in this. Um, Tomlin got to have a plan is what William Cunard says. Um, I'm putting faith in him. Call me crazy. No, I, I think he's had more of a plan than ever this season. Um, remember Chuck Knowles. And I keep on talking about this 1989 season because it was really special season for me. I mean, they started off 92 to 10, losing to Cleveland 51 to nothing. Then they lost um, in and that was in Pittsburgh. Then they lost uh, the next week in Cincinnati, forty-two to ten, and so um, forty-one to ten. So ninety-two to ten was the uh, was the total um, deficit that they faced going into week three, and they they beat a uh, a team that was in the conference uh, championship, the Minnesota Vikings, in week three. They had to get a lot of help, but when they were they were magic in the playoffs. It ran out in Denver um, right before the AFC Championship game, but they very easily could have. Um, with some luck, could have really gotten into that uh, that AFC Championship game against the Cleveland Browns of all thing of all teams. Um, but that was thirty years ago. This, I mean, you're facing a whole lot more. But the the plan is just keep on working, get into the playoffs right now. Um, I told you about the uh, the uh, angry letters that I got on email. The angry emails I got. Um, and I've actually, uh, I've been, like I said, I do respond to those, but, um, and I, I responded, like I said, I responded very kindly to this, but it's just saying that I'm being short-sighted in this whole thing as being a Steeler fan. And I'm, uh, that, uh, Mason Rudolph did start it. So this is one of those things that with this whole Pittsburgh starting it thing, I'm still wondering if it's in their heads. So please let me know about that. And, uh. And uh, let me know exactly what your thoughts are on that. Um, we do have the super chat available that if you go ahead and put money in the pot, it helps 
towards um, any giveaways that we have, uh, um, just putting the show together in general. And uh, we do appreciate that. Isaac Aguilera, a uh, big fan of the show, um, big supporter of our show. He puts in $5. I'm working tonight. Get off at 6 a.m. Pacific time. We'll only be sleeping till the game starts, so we better win LOL. Um, you can take the LOL off, Isaac. We better win, right? <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I mean, thank you. Uh, um, I don't know if you are currently in the military. Um, that picture uh, suggests that you are. So if you're working in the military, thank you for all that you do for our country. We appreciate your service. Um, Ohio Biker says, um, let me go pull this up. Be nice to me and my son tomorrow. We will be at the game. He was born in 88, last time we swept you guys. Um, yeah. Look, I will say this. If you encounter somebody wearing blue, I mean, excuse me, brown and orange tomorrow at the game, treat them with respect. I mean, don't, don't be a dick to them. And, I mean, can I say dick? I mean, uh, well, I just did. But don't do that. I mean, look. They're fans for the same reason we're fans. And that's something we want them to remember. I have a, a story that, that I'll never forget. And it's something that I did. Um, it was the AFC Championship game back in 2000, uh, January of 2005, but to end the 2004 season, Ben's fantastic 15 and one rookie year. Um, so after that game, I mean, it was evident that the Steelers were going to lose. I was with my buddy who was really drunk. Um, and he was like, ah, that's it. I'm leaving. Let's go. I'm like, no, I'm staying till the end. I don't want to. I want to wait until the crowd dies down because I don't want to get in a fight with angry Steeler fans um, because they were really up. I mean, the season ended and they were really upset and I didn't want to go ahead and um, I didn't want to go ahead and get in that mess. I didn't really want to see the uh, that team celebrate on my field. But Joe Namath was there, and they were celebrating. I figured I'd stick around. And the only people that were still there at the time were uh, New England fans, and they all went down to the, the bottom. I was in the closed end zone at the time, and I was in 225 just sitting there, and I decided, hey, I'll go down and get closer and look at it. And I'm wearing a Joey Porter jersey. And as I'm walking down, this guy, this Patriots fan wearing a Ty Law jersey, bumps into me. And uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't horrible. He just knocked into me. It was an accident, and I knew it. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, hey, I'm sorry. I'm like, buddy, enjoy the Super Bowl. Because I actually had tickets to the Super Bowl, and I didn't get to go because he took my tickets. I said, enjoy, good luck in the Super Bowl, and I shook his hand. And he looks at me. This Patriots fan was like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, uh, no, uh, enjoy enjoy the win. Um, good luck. We'll get you next year. And um, so I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called the, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What he said to me at this point was like, I've never had a Steeler fan treat me like that. Thank you. I'm like, look, you're here for the same reason. He said, can I take your picture with me? I'm like, you know what? Why the hell not? We can't. 
Um, so we went ahead and uh, I, I took a picture with this guy. I said, oh, one condition, I'm not smiling. He goes, that's fine. So, and uh, that's, uh, what in the world am I typing? What does that mean? Um, so I'm not sure what that, that means. But um, what I'm trying to get at here is like, look, if you encounter a Browns fan, don't be a jerk to them. Just uh, just be cool to them. Unless they get, if they get angry at, at you, if they're horrible to you, call security. Call somebody in those yellow jackets. Um, they'll have no problem ejecting them, but but be cool. That's that's all I'm asking. Let's remember, it's the season. We just, Thanksgiving. And everybody talks about Thanksgiving. Um, everybody's thankful. And then on Black Friday, they go turn around and beat each other up. But what I'm saying is, why are you hitting something off screen bad? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, actually, it's my chair. There you go. Let me try that. Um, so uh, thanks for bringing that up to me. Um, it was my chair. I'm in a different area of my house today. So there you go. So I do apologize for that noise. That should stop. If it keeps on going, let me know. Um, but so, yeah, that's... Uh, so if you run into Ohio Biker tomorrow... Um, Ohio biker, I would probably tone down the, the, uh, Browns wear. Cause if I ever go to a Oakland game in Oakland, well, they're not gonna be in Oakland much longer, but, or in Philadelphia to a Philly Steelers game, I'm probably not really, uh, I'm not probably going to not dress in a, uh, like an Elvis, uh, Steeler costume or something like that. So, uh, let's just try to go ahead and, uh, and, uh, like, like Keystone Wolf eight one four says, stay classy. Let's uh, let's do the best to go ahead and do that, um, because you don't want to end up in jail after the game, just because of of football. I mean, if you're going to end up in jail, make sure that that it means something really, really, really to you, um, not just a football game, just not because some guy showed up with his kid. Um, to the game. I heard the story once. Um, I mentioned Philadelphia fans. I think they're they're horrendous sometimes. And um, a family member of mine, they lived in uh, Philadelphia for many years, but for that, about, about 10 years before they lived in Chicago. So they went to a, an Eagles-Bears game in Philadelphia, and the kid who was about 12 at the time was wearing a Bears jacket, and they just destroyed this kid the entire time that they had to leave. And look, Look, I mean, the fact that they don't get to see their team at all at the time, they don't get to see them, and they come to their hometown, and you're just getting on them? Come on, don't do that. I mean, there's going to be some anger, but have fun with it. Just like I did with the Patriots fan. Just just have fun with them. Just like, oh, look, man, I hope you lose. I, I hope you're just not happy at 4.15, and your drive home is uh, is pretty rough. But I, I understand, but you get home safe. So there you go. Um, will they? Will there be a lot of Cleveland fans at that game? I don't know, but uh, go ahead and uh, be cool to them if they are. And uh, yeah, Dante Harris, there is a, a Browns fan in this chat. Um, and hey, they're all welcome. You know, you know my role. Just be cool, right? Hey, any fan is welcome on the site, and uh, I appreciate that. But. Uh, just like like I said, as long as they're cool to us, we'll be cool with them. We just wear, uh, like Jerry Seinfeld says, we just root for different laundry, right? And uh, I know it's a lot more than laundry, but uh, I'm trying for a kumbaya moment here. Uh, <laughs> there we go. So 
What are your thoughts on the game tomorrow? Um, we've already talked. Some people are thinking that the Browns are in their heads. A lot of people on the live chat are saying, no, you know what? Um, they they don't really think they think the Steelers will be all business. But what's the bottom line? Is this what we really wanted? Because we wanted Mason Rudolph out of there. But is Duck Hodges really the guy? You know what? He does have he does have some intangibles that you just don't teach. He's got he's got moxie, he's got poise out there, and I hope he can do it. But remember, after we went two for two, he also went three for 11 to end that game. But they were riding with Benny Snell Jr. And they weren't passing as much. So there's a lot of things to happen happen in this game. Um, is the defense going to have to control this game again and win this game? Um, yeah, probably. They, they're probably going to have to win this game. But if the offense could muster something, gosh, if the offense could score in the 20s, then you got a team going for the rest of the season. And look, you got Duck in there. You're happy that Duck's in there. Duck is playing for his job right now because there's nothing to say that he's in there for the whole season if he has a horrible game. If he does, it's Mason Rudolph in Arizona. So you're if you want Duck, you want him to have the game of his life tomorrow, and he needs to really have it tomorrow. And I don't think pressure gets to a guy like this. So that's a good thing too. Um, but look. Anybody that mentions Paxton Lynch, you're pining for Paxton right now. Come on. Is that the guy we really want in there? We always want the next guy. We might have to give this guy some time. I hope even if Duck doesn't have the best game tomorrow, that he is given some time to see what he can do. Um, but you just don't want to uh, lose sight of the season because, hey, the goal is still get there get to the playoffs and see what happens. That's what I say. Um, deal with it. At bad, Mason doesn't go through his progressions. He sticks to his pre-snap read, and that's why he's intercepted so often. Duck, gonna help us win. Man, I hope you're right. Um, so I already, um, yesterday, I I took some heat because I went ahead, and Dave Schofield did too. Um, we kind of uh, prognosticated that the Steelers lose this game. You guys are kind of helping me out right now that uh, – that I'm starting to second guess that I'm just not going to change it. I'm just going to, I'm going to stick with my pick yesterday. Um, and like I said, hope the guts bad, hope I'm wrong. And that's, that's the bottom line to it. Um, Canada in the house. Um, X Eddie B love the show. Go Steelers tomorrow. Thanks. X Eddie B. Um, really appreciate this. Um, so what are your thoughts about the game tomorrow? Um, who wins this game? Um, do we, does something happen that we see Mason Rudolph in this game? Um, that could very well happen if it's, if it's injury. Um, Dennis Sheridan says, uh, bad, it's going to be tough when, if we can pull it off, Hey, you know what we do? We, we go ahead and we'll take, uh, we'll, we'll take tough wins. Um, we're kind of accustomed to it. Um, so uh, Joe said, your guts are bad. You said so. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And uh, so Michael O'Malley sing 24 to 10. I like that. I hope that happens. Um, Mr. Davis to Mr. Davis, uh, Bill Davis, respect whatever you pick. It's all good with me, Mr. Davis. I appreciate that. Um, DL will get to mess 
Mason this time around and early. Hey, Greg Robinson is not in this game. And another guy that's not in this game on defense is uh, Demarius Randall as well. We've got some more here. Uh, Snowman. Um, Snowman's big fan of our show. Um, big supporter of our show. Steelers win 15 to 10. Gyro says Steelers win 16 to 13. Um, Dallas Quinley. And look, um, everybody's opinion I respect on here too, because you guys have been with us all season long. Um, when I see these names like Dallas Quinley and Gyro and Snowman and Steve O'Neill and all these names getting bent with Bo, I, uh, I, I appreciate it. Cause you're like, you're my Steeler family. You're my BTSC family. So I, I respect it. Like I said, I hope I'm, I'm wrong, but I love that the Dallas said gotta be OT and Hey, an OT game makes me nervous, but, uh, they could win those Trenton Simpson. The Watt is going to get three sacks. I like that, the Watt. Um, Yeti says Baker's getting sacked four times. That would be awesome. And then getting bent with a bow says that's right, fam. I tell you what, I, I love – that's why I enjoy this chat. Um, I enjoy being on these shows. This is something I've always you know, dreamed of doing, talking about the Steelers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, just basically a chance for me to – I mean, I have a regular job like all of you do. This is a hobby to me, but I appreciate you welcoming all of us in your lives. And we talk about the Steelers and uh, I'm excited for this game. So we will talk to you all tomorrow. Um, make sure you check out after the game, go directly to BTSC. If you've already subscribed, you're going to know about it. You're going to like, go ahead, like the show and subscribe. We're still. I'm uh, trying to get to 5,000 subscribers and then Lance wants us to get to six. So uh, there we go. Who did that tune? We are family. Is everyone playing it now? Dennis Sheridan. <laughs> Sister Sledge did that. Um, that was a number three tune in 1979. And that was uh, one that uh, the Steelers did go ahead and adopt. Um, I know um, it, it came out yesterday that, uh, that I am a big, uh, definitely a big '80s music fan, and I do know my '80s music really well. Um, I do. I was coming into it in the '70s, and that's when I was learning about the Steelers and the Pirates. Growing up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and "We Are Family" will always be one of my all-time favorite songs, just because of that connection with Pop Stargell and the Steelers. Um, that was just a heck of a year. Um, so, look, we had glory in '79. We had glory in '89. Let's have some glory in 2019 and keep it going with a win over the Cleveland Browns. With that being said, for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, um, actually, you know what? Before before I step that up, I stop. I want to go ahead and bring this up. Have you heard about Terrell Pryor? So um, very unfortunate about um, Terrell Pryor. Um, luckily, it seems that uh, after he was stabbed in a... Uh, um, a Northside apartment um, last evening that he is going to, I know he was in critical con condition. It looks like he's going to be okay. Um, so that's a, uh, that's a guy. I still wish the Steelers would have signed him a couple weeks ago. Um, I really do. Um, but uh, they're going with guys like Deion Kane and going with guys like uh, um, Tevin Jones. So, I mean, they're looking towards the future on that, but I really wish him well. I hope to see him back in an NFL uniform next year. Um, he was arrested as well, so I don't know what happened in that situation. Um, but 
with that being said, you know, praying for him and, uh, you know, uh, no matter what happened, uh, with the charges, I don't know what happened. All I know is you don't want to hear about anybody, uh, having their life in question. And, uh, I hope he does have a, uh, a quick recovery. Um, Kathy Ford, one of my all time favorites. One of these times, Kathy, you could have a question, <laughs> but she's just one of our great supporters wishing for victory tomorrow. Thank you for the $2. Um, yeah, we are. We're really wishing for that, uh, that, uh, victory. Um, so with that being said, Thank you all for spending your time with us here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Remember, check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for everything, not just the podcasts that you enjoy, and you enjoy one pretty much um, every day um, with Lance, Tony, Jeff, Dave, and myself. Be sure to check out all the fine writers on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com as well. Um, there's usually 10 new articles every single day. I even write my uh, my crazy stuff on there as well. And uh, as you can see, I, I ticked off a, uh, a lot of uh, Browns fans uh, today. So uh, that's a reason to go ahead and check things out, right? So thank you so much, Steeler family. Bad loves you. We will talk to you. Make sure you check out the Steeler post game uh, tomorrow with uh, Lance and Jeff, and hopefully we'll all be celebrating, and I'll see you back again with Tony Defio with the Steeler Hangover on Monday. So with that being said, thank you, Steeler family. You, my friends, have not been hungover, because that's not the show. You just helped answer the burning question. Good morning, good day, or good night, wherever you are. Thank you. <laughs>